Welcome to the Sad Boys, a podcast about feelings and other things also. I'm Jarvis. And I'm Jordan Spicy Boy Cope. Spicy Boy? Yeah, rebranded as the Spicy Boy. Look at you. Jordan is dead. Spicy Boy riseth from the ashes. But his name is also Jordan. His name is also Jordan. Spicy Boy. (laughs) Yeah, sorry. That is, it's spelled differently. It's J-I-O-R-D-E-E-N. Jordan. Jordan Spicy Spicy Boy. Boy. Uh, same last name or uh, yes <laughs> okay so so old Jordan is dead and new Jordan has a, a middle name <laughs> old Jordan is either dead or doing a very unconvincing uh, insurance scam <laughs> okay I understand so you have like a life insurance policy yeah and it, but it was only out on my exact name <laughs> yeah, it's like Oh, no, you don't understand. That was just Jordan Adika Cope. Oh. I'm Jordan Spicy you, Boy You're familiar with Spicy Boy? The Spicy Boy Legacy? That's me. The Spicy Boy Legacy. But I'm here and I'm spicy. How the hell are you? I am also here. <laughs> we are, uh, uh, this is episode two of a two-part series I like to call Burnout Boys. <laughs> the Burnt Boys. Today we're going to be talking about guilt. Yes. Uh, going on something of a guilt trip about guilt trips. Um, yeah, we brought this up for a couple of reasons, but it felt like a nice companion piece to burnout. Yeah, because uh, as we mentioned on the last episode, I quite often default to guilt as like the emotion that rises to the surface when I am burned out. And I am a little bit different than you in that guilt is one of the primary contributors to my burnout. Yes. So we'll talk about guilt from, I suppose, both of those sides. Yeah. Uh-huh. But first, Jordan, how is your week? Uh, my week is not great. <laughs> I am very tired. Same. Um, yeah, I mean, as we said, this is sort of the companion piece to last time. Uh, for anybody that didn't hear the last episode, that's pretty messed up. Uh, this isn't for you. <laughs> this episode does not welcome you. The spicy boy has banished you from his kingdom. Yeah. Um, but the spicy boy has a gun. <laughs> it's what he used to kill Jordan, wink. <laughs> Don't tell the man. <laughs> Don't tell the IRS. <laughs> Um, but last time we talked about how uh, we're both under um, considerable work and personal pressure for various reasons right now. And uh, it manifested to both of us as this kind of feeling of exhaustion and, and at times frustration. This last week has felt like it is moving towards a solution for me in a lot of my areas. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's not there yet. Right. And uh, anybody that has ever spent any time with me knows that I am legendarily impatient. So when stuff floats around like this, I tend to get more and more frustrated over time. Right, right, right. Um, but overall, uh, I'm comfortable. I'm just ready for to not be here, to be sleeping more securely and to be feeling healthier. Yeah, I 100%. How about you? I am in a very similar boat, or at least I was um, until today, because today was my last day of work before vacation. So now I'm officially on vacation. I have not yet been able to reap all of the benefits of vacation. And this is a non-voluntary vacation. Like, you're not getting paid or anything. They said you have to go. Right. Uh, They didn't say the word vacation, right? Well, it was implied because they were like, have fun. Yeah. I hope to see you again sometime. Mm-hmm. And so I took that to mean... It's a good sign. Yeah, 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 When you come back to work. <laughs> I took that to mean when I come back to work. Right, because I can't yeah. imagine what else that could be referring well, to. Your, your man just specifically said in kind of a low tone, miserable mm-hmm. voice from a distance, over the phone, in fact. Yeah. Uh, from a distance over, over the, the phone. phone. He, he was, was uh, shouting, 45 feet away from the telephone. <laughs> shouting into a, a landline telephone. <laughs> Standing at the tip of a quarry. <laughs> um, yeah, I believe he specifically said, see you around. And right. you read that as when I returned f- to work, which Round I assume is... the yeah. office. Like, yes. he, it's like if it was just like he 
implied the end of that sentence. Right. Um, when and he handed me the box with all my stuff in it. And the fact that the paychecks have stopped is not a concern to you. You think that's like a, a bit? They're doing a prank, maybe? Um, No, I just think uh, maybe it got lost in the mail or something. I haven't. Sure. It's a digital check, though. But my, right. I lost, I lost um, access to my work email, so I haven't been able to talk right. to <laughs> been able payroll. To check where it's yeah. going. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so I'm not too concerned. Legendary but, pranksters. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm going on vacation. Um, going to New York on Friday, but I have a show first. Um, but you're attending or performing in a show? I'm performing in a sketch show. Uh, got one Friday and got one the next Friday after that. What's it called? If any San Francisco-based people want to go? Oh yeah, it's called In-Game Sketch Company F's with Time. Oh, what does the F stand for? Fools. Oh, very self-deprecating. Fools with time. Fools with time. And you are the titular Endgames man. I'm the fool. <laughs> the fool. Um, yeah, so it's a sketch show where we discover a time machine and then do a bunch of uh, time sketches, like going back in time, talking to celebrities. Killer. If I want to go along, how and when and why? It's going to be at Stageworks Theater in The Mission in San Francisco. Uh at 7.30 p.m. on Friday the 9th and Friday the 16th. Great. And why? Well, um, if you don't mind, I'd like to move on to the next segment of the podcast. Sure. You're bleeding out of your nose and eyes. <laughs> that really upset it's you. It's fine. No, this just happens sometimes. <clears throat> I'm furious. So I'm on vacation and... You're on island time. I mean, let's so, face it. So I'm on vacation only for the past few hours and it's already had an effect on my mood. <laughs> You're so cool. You seem so stressed and intense earlier. You turned up today, Hawaiian t-shirt, four pairs of sunglasses. Can't be easy to see. It is not. Yeah, night. and most of the t-shirts are on my chest. <laughs> <laughs> Despite the fact, now, <clears throat> we're still in, in burnout mode because I accidentally double booked this podcast, so I'm missing something <laughs> right now. So for starters. You, you're missing a recording of Bad Soys. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, uh, I'm <laughs> missing a recording of Spicy Boys. <laughs> oh my god, I completely forgot about Spicy Boys. I should definitely be there. Right, right. So you're also missing this <laughs> oh, no. spicy boys, and I've got to go somewhere immediately after this. So we're still in burnout mode, but it's hopefully going to wind down. The first taste of a vacation I got was when I got home and had fun taking out the trash. Yes, and I can tell you that I haven't said the phrase that I just said <laughs> in a very long time. Well, I, to be fair, nobody has ever said that exact phrase for any reason. Yeah. But you, as as uh, as history listeners will know, have had something of a trash saga. I have. So where we last left our heroes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, could you give me the uh, the trash theme song? Oh, yeah. The, the recurring Sad Boy segment, the trash update. <laughs> so we mentioned earlier, maybe the most popular segment we've ever done on the show. It's definitely the longest lived segment <laughs> other than the podcast itself. Trash time. It's Jarvis and Trash. And he talks about and he talks about it. That's a little bit impressive, actually. Especially the lyricism. <laughs> yeah, and you the fact that you were wearing a trash can. <laughs> yeah, I know. there was a long break in between. And those the recordings. fact that the song was trash. <laughs> yeah, it fits in thematically. Um, but we last left our heroes. Where we last left our heroes, I had just been chewed out by my neighbor, um, and I vowed to never use his trash again. You'd been chewed out for unreasonable reasons. Yeah, we had... You're uh, the protagonist. You're the good guy. I'm, I'm the protagonist, both in life and this story. <laughs> um, I had I had been using his trash bins for the past three years at the request of our landlord that we share. Uh, and then 
you know, recently after three years, he decided no more. And he started chewing me out about it, even though this is like had been the status quo. Yeah. Uh, and it was a little bit unreasonable. If you're curious about the full story, listen to our episode on crying with Mayuko. Mm-hmm. I was left without a place to throw away my trash. So my trash had been building up in my apartment for weeks, but I had a new roommate move in who has a car. Yes. And she offered to take us to the San Francisco Recology Public Disposal. Holy crap. In Bayshore. So we took all of our trash, put it in her car, and drove to the public dump that you still have to pay money for. Like they weigh your car with the trash in it. Oh, that's great. And then you dump the trash out and then they uh, weigh you after and they charge you for the amount of stuff that you dumped. Um, it cost us 45 bucks, and you can see the full story on my Instagram. Yes, you can. Instagram. The full journey com. to trash hell. Instagram. <laughs> well, heaven. Do- yeah, if you just heaven. go to Instagram.com, it'll be right there. It's like, were you looking for the trash guy? Um, trash it's- tales? Instagram.com slash Magic Jarvis. You can find the, the actual visuals of Trash Day. Mm. And so we throw away our stuff, and then when we get back, we had new trash bins delivered just for us. <gasps> Things I've never seen before, trash bins with our house number on them. With pictures of your faces. Well, yeah, with, uh, engraved. <laughs> like, this clearly took a lot of work. <laughs> yeah. Um, and they fit in our trash room, and I've been leisurely recycling things oh, and throwing God. away things for the past couple of days, and it is life-changing. Yeah, I mean, we are, we're a privileged people. We get very comfortable with things like that. We generate a bunch of trash, and now we have something to do with it, but when we don't, Jarvis... <sighs> it was... It's like our cleaning house episode... When, quite literally. Quite literally. It's like our cleaning house episode, but those bags building up in my apartment was metaphorically taxing me, yeah. like like in my brain. And I just feel I, I went home today and there's just no trash in the apartment. The kitchen was like spotless. That's a vacation oh, right there. It was vacation. Yeah. It's a couple of grown up men with really boring attitudes. Also, I love when my kitchen's clean and when my trash isn't in my living room. And as is customary on Sad Boys, the trash update is not complete without discussing Justin Timberlake. Oh, yes, of course. <laughs> with every trash update, we, we seamlessly segue over to JT's latest um, audio mistakes oh, <laughs> that he's been doing. Uh, okay, where do I even begin? <laughs> so the album Dropped. came out. Man of the Woods. Man, man in the of the Woods. woods. Man, man of the found woods. the woods. <laughs> man meet woods. <laughs> when boy meets woods. <laughs> it dropped. It's out. It's fresh. I listened to it, and I have, well, I have some feelings about it. Would you like to hear them, Jordan? Your feelings? Uh, well, guess what? This is a comedy podcast about feelings. You've yeah, got to hear that's mine. That's fine. I mean, I guess. Sure. If there's no other feelings. All right. Well. So, JT. Give me a read on the JT. J. J. Hey. Hey, took me a minute. <laughs> Who <laughs> I, are you? I was disappointed when I first listened to it. Um, it, it like feels like it lacks a cohesion. Um, and it's a little cheeky and like a little derivative and like kind of like weird. Uh, like there's like trap drums mm. on like a country song and it's like super strange. Yeah. Um, but I'm conflicted because I've continued to listen to it and it's growing on me. And now I'm nervous that I'm going to be the only one (laughs) on planet earth that can tolerate this album. (laughs) Yeah. uh, I feel like I'm ostracizing myself. (laughs) Gradually over time, slowly putting yourself in self-imposed exile. Um, so this record is interesting and I will always take interesting over just plain old mediocre or okay. Right, right. I... 
from an objective standpoint, I'm going to say that it is bad. Right, Mainly right. because of that lack of cohesion. And yeah, when it comes yeah. to uh, songwriting that's mainly built around, like, uh, thematic relevance, like, I'm, here's this feeling, I'm out in the woods and I'm getting high, or, yeah, like, yeah, I'm at the yeah. club and I go, it's nice to have, like, some kind of thematic or emotional through line so yeah. it doesn't just feel all disparate or like a mixtape. Because it's not like... It's not like you're coming to a Justin Timberlake record for the lyrical depth. Sure. But that 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 sensation that he's offering is the thing that you're going exactly. for, Exactly. Right? And when it feels kind of like a kid telling a story, and it's like, and then what happened? And it's like, <laughs> and then we were in the woods, and it's like, and then what happened? And then I had a child. <laughs> it's like, I had a child, and then I went to my school, and I saw David, and David had a new Game Boy. Yeah, and it's like, it's like so the tracks are like David, the woods, <laughs> yeah. having a kid, and then you're like, I don't, I, mm, no, this co- no feels, connective tissue. Yeah, this has, doesn't have the connective tissue. It feels just as thematically coherent as like uh, putting Spotify on shuffle on Justin Timberlake. Yeah, and so and so and I do that, and so that's why I'm able to enjoy it like as a mixtape, like in isolation. I'm like, oh, this is fun, or oh, I like this, or this is catchy. Yeah. But as an album, it just like doesn't land. And the, I mean, a big reason for that is like, and the big re- one of the big reasons I find it an interesting album, which again right. I find compelling, is because the the aesthetic of the album plus the production is a terrible idea just yeah. on paper. <laughs> it does not work. What I admire is that it was never going to work, <laughs> and they did it anyway. Um, for context, it is a it's kind of a rural pop throwback that's yeah, like yeah. Uh, it, it literally man in the woods the cover is a cut of justin looking suave and sexy on one half and then the other half is him in like flannel and yeah, blue jeans yeah. in the woods it's supposed to be justin going back to his roots and reincorporating his influences yeah i think that's a really neat idea i i'm I, not sure pharrell was the man to, yeah i think pharrell's a dynamite producer i just don't think like ultra clean ultra minimalist ultra sparse instrumentals and trap beats yeah, mix yeah, yeah. all that well with country content it's really distracting I, it's super weird and and i so parts of it are nostalgic for me because it reminds me of um like i think that it's not new territory for justin timberlake like it kind of musically like the stuff that justin timberlake is providing like in terms of vocals and stuff yeah is very reminiscent of like very old justin timberlake stuff and that stuff like is nostalgic to me and so i'm like oh this kind of reminds me of this thing but it's like got this weird like beat or it's got this weird (laughs) atmosphere around it and so it's, I just have so much tolerance that I sh- shouldn't have built up over the years, right? Yeah. Um, Which is, again, I mean, it's completely valid to find it compelling and even good, right? But the healthy way to do that is to identify, okay, I can see why this doesn't appeal to people. I can see why this X, Y, and Z are problems. I can see why having this really heavy, really out of place, like 808 <laughs> hit yeah, is distracting yeah. people from this somber country song about my child. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But at the same time, that doesn't mean that you can't like absorb something from it and see what the creative process was. Yeah. Um, if anybody hasn't listened to it, I recommend it. It's Check it out. It's interesting. I would say, world, just... Give me a break. Give give me this one. <laughs> give me a W on this give one. Me, give me give me a W on this one. I'm going to listen to it. <laughs> and none of you have to. <laughs> I'm, I'll make the sacrifice. I'll make the sacrifice. Um, but this is the privilege of the Spotify era. You can listen to albums that you aren't that interested in just to learn from them. Yeah, yeah, Go yeah. Ahead. Absolutely. You're not going to lose out on anything. And then there's the Super Bowl. Yes. That's uh, the sport one, right? Right. The way I understand it is that they get a bunch of athletes in a giant bowl. Yes. And uh, last man standing. And it's full of soup. Oh, right. It's a super bowl. Yeah, got it. Yeah. I I can leave if that. 
No, 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 no. Please stay. Yeah, that was that was bad. <laughs> that was a great contribution. <sighs> Delete the podcast. So Un- Siri, uninstall podcast. <laughs> welcome to Sad Boys, a podcast about feelings <laughs> and other things also. What about feelings only. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Jarvis and Jordan is dead. And I'm ashamed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Jarvis and I, now it's Jordan Salty Boy. <laughs> Jordan Salty Boy ashamed. It's cope. because soup base is salty. <laughs> um, soupy Boy. <laughs> soupy Boy. <laughs> um, so, so the Soupy Boy happened. Yeah. And uh, I was not watching the Super Bowl because I was helping a friend uh, work on a project. And I just was looking at Twitter when the halftime show justin timberlake performed at the halftime show when yes. it happened and twitter's response was so negative oh no Justin! that i cannot watch the performance <laughs> i i have yet to watch it i'm afraid to watch it well how about we say because i have also not seen it i didn't see the super bowl um, yeah, yeah, yeah i think the super bowl's neat i just don't have like enough uh, no you don't have the context backing to yeah, really yeah, understand yeah. the game totally all that okay. well uh seems fun people seem to be having a lot of fun the food's great um but I, I've also not seen it. Yeah. So maybe the homework for us over this next week is every single day on your vacation, please watch that video. Like a religious experience. Absorb it, synthesize, chew on it, and then we'll meet back on the next episode to discuss how good or bad it was. I will say, um, the only thing that I can recommend from um, Man of the Woods is the music video for Say Something, which is the third single. Yes. And it's, it's kind of like a live, like one take type of music video it's a very different mix than the album version of the song and i think it's really good it's featuring chris stapleton and i think chris stapleton really like i that guy's just so good yeah and his voice is so powerful that's a really solid record yeah yeah and that's like i that song is cool i i really i really like that one and it's probably the closest the album comes especially with that mix although it works in both cases it's probably the closest that it comes to aligning on the aesthetic that they outlined from the beginning yeah yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. we want uh technologically advanced and interestingly produced country inspired pop music right, right and right. that's exactly what that track is yeah yeah and they've got like a great country pop singer who's like a soul singer like he's he's got like chris ableton has like a soul hearty soul voice but like sings country slash pop. Yeah. I don't know. I don't understand that dude's voice or genre, <laughs> but he's extremely talented and I love him on that song. Please uh, come on the show, Chris. Yeah, Chris Tailton. You and your beard are welcome. Chris and Raina Scully, the two the two dreamcasts. Yeah, did we did we bump Justin Timberlake? <laughs> JT's out. JT's out <laughs> after this. We want we want Chris Tableton now. Him and Marshall Mathers have not been doing so hot lately. They're both out of my special Maybe, graces. Do you think that this is not our perfect chance to get them on the show? Yeah, possibly. I mean, we're closer than ever. They need a good bit of branding, and to be honest, we're probably the most engaged fans on the internet. We, we just to need to work. we just need to keep knocking it out of the park, and they just need to release one more bad album each. <laughs> yeah, and then we finally like are able to reach the stars and grab Marshall. Yeah, I would say a few, three to four more good podcast episodes puts us at more or less the same height oh, as, okay. as Eminem. <laughs> okay, okay, I um I honestly like would have him on in a heartbeat you know oh you'd be so interesting there'd be so many interesting things to talk about i just can't i I haven't really tracked along with eminem all that much at least not his public persona which is limited anyway uh, for the last few years but i was a huge eminem fan growing up as were you and i think it would be interesting to see what his public persona is in a format like this i think one thing that i would love to discuss is like how i ever got off enjoying eminem's music with like how horrendous his lyrics are (laughs) and and like how we as a society just like we're cool with that hey that's perfect segue something i feel guilty about every single day of my life is like uh (laughs) 
young Eminem just using straight up homophobic language it's, and rhetoric. It is the worst shit. And we should talk about Eminem and how singing his songs makes us feel very guilty after the break. Oh, Jordan. What's up? I had a great idea for the podcast. Dynamite, love this energy. We love getting people involved. We love hearing their voices and their stories. Yes. So I was thinking we could have user-submitted voicemails and messages that we read and listen to on the show. That's a great idea. Like like a live fan engagement. You can submit something to the show and you can be a part of the episode. Yeah, like a new segment where we have our like fan mail and we engage with the community. Killer, love it. Anything they want. Questions, thoughts, topics, anecdotes, that kind of thing. Exactly. Uh, do you have a name for the segment? Yes, I do. Are you ready? Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm excited. Pen Pals. Okay, yeah, okay. It's not like a pun or anything? <clears throat> well, um, it's spelled with a Z at the end. Pals. You know? Oh, right. Like the like the show name. Yeah, like Sad Boys. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, hmm. So my only thought is that, well, that, you know, it's an audio medium and that's kind of a visual joke. No, but like it's, it's just thematically. Are uh, you thinking we'd say it like with a Z? Uh, and does we could we could just say pen pals with a z it's got the same number of letters as sad boy yeah no i get it. it it's not that i'm not following but it's like our title yeah mm-hmm. it's like the podcast show yeah exactly okay sure i don't well, understand why you're not it's fine we can jumping. keep the name okay just let go of my arm it's fine we can okay. we can use the name um right. but if people wanted to write in what's the best way to do that well if they want to write into us they can hit us up on twitter at sad boys pod on facebook at sad boys pod or at our email address sadboyspod at gmail.com we are so brand aligned i love it all you got to do is let us know that it's okay to use your message in pen pals yes and you can say whether or not you want us to use your name as well completely up to you happy to give you a shout out Um, or or not feel free to submit anonymously and we'll maintain your anonymity on the show absolutely and Travis, the name of the segment again i just wanted to clarify so it's so you know how sad boys has like a z at the end like Uh sad boys with a z let's just let's get back to the show so the topic of today's episode is guilt. Yeah. And we were just talking about... How guilty Justin should feel <laughs> for the things that he did. I wonder about that. You know, I admire people who have like a, such a high degree of confidence that mm. they feel no guilt. Like in this weird, morbid way, I'm like, wow, Logan Paul could be Logan Paul because he has no guilt yeah. whatsoever. You can tell he's like probably a sociopath that doesn't feel it at all. And I feel it so much that it's crippling to me. Yeah. So it's almost like looking out at the window at all the other kids playing on the playground. And being like, ah, must be nice. <laughs> Even though, like, Logan Paul is, like, just, like, a horrible, horrible um, edge of the spectrum, right? But like, it seems as though he's not bothered by that. And and it doesn't seem to be hurting his career, <laughs> yeah, despite the fact right. that people know that he is a horrible human being. Logan would love to have him in the show. <laughs> Again, huge fan of Logan Paul. Uh, Jarvis yeah. talks about that off-air a lot. He says those videos were actually really good. Yeah, this is just what I do to keep up appearances. <laughs> yeah, I'm just trying to be woke, but I, want, I too want to be a sociopath, so hit me up. So, Jordan, you were talking right before the break about Eminem. Mm, my man. And about how we've both been big fans of Eminem when we were growing up. And now it's tough to like even listen to the music that he came up on because it's just so homophobic and it's so offensive. How do you think about that stuff today? Well, to be honest, when it comes to absorbing art, I think 
there's always that privileged position of just saying, okay, well, it's a contemporary piece and you can take the benefits and leave the, leave the negatives. But in the case of stuff like Eddie Murphy's Raw and a lot of Marshall Mathers' work uh, around Marshall Mathers' LP, yeah, 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 wasn't really okay then. It, it wasn't. In <laughs> fact... Uh, wasn't a super cool thing to do at the time. Uh, picket signs for his wicked rhymes. Look at the times. <laughs> Stick his mind is the mother effing kid that's behind, as, as he once said in oh a song. Oh my God, a crowd turned up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't battle you, please. You gotta lose yourself in the music. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta lose it in the moments. <laughs> you're you're my Papa Doc. <laughs> That's an eight mile reference. I was thinking the other day. It's actually really inconsiderate the way that Eminem tells you that Dr. Dre has passed away. He calls you an idiot. He's like, nothing, you idiot. Dr. Dre's dead. He's locked <laughs> up in my basement. I'm like, whoa. Yeah, like, how didn't you know? <laughs> you killed him and he's locked <laughs> up in your basement. Why would I know about that? Yeah. And perfect segue after that exact line. F- yeah, feminist women love Eminem. Chicka, chicka, chicka. I'm Slim Shady. I'm Just look at him. him. Look at him walking around grabbing his you-know-what, flipping the you-know-who. <gasps> oh, but he's so cute, cute though. though. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. It's so bad. It's so bad. <laughs> but that's not even the worst stuff. No, I mean, my favorite thing that he does to this day uh, is Monica Lewinsky references. Not particularly offensive, but it's to be totally honest with you, I am as enamored with that event as anyone else. (laughs) I feel like people don't talk about it nearly enough right now. That's the most buckwild shit that's ever happened. And I feel like if it happened to uh, our current president, it would not register. (laughs) That's like how it might have. it, It like it like triggered an impeachment. Yeah. Uh, it, impeachment proceedings because of lying under oath for, for Bill Clinton. And I do not think that it would register on would, the Richter would, scale today. It would be maybe the sixth most popular meme of the day. But it is, it is. I mean, obviously still like a horrible abuse of power. Like, yeah. It's very bizarre. But to segue back to guilt yes. as a thing, uh, are there any other artworks or things you indulge in? Movies you love, TV shows you love, music you love that you feel like a twinge of guilt around still abiding by? Um, I think that whenever you find out that one of your heroes or someone that you looked up to is like in their private lives, yeah, a not good person, it really taints like the appreciation of the art, and then it the guilt of can I still enjoy this art? Like that is something I feel a lot, especially when like like I really like the movie American Beauty, yeah, and. One of my favorite shows of all time, all time is uh, House of Cards. Yeah, yeah. And so like, Kevin screwed us on those. Kevin Spacey is like a bad dude. And and now it's like I almost feel guilt retroactively, but I couldn't have known. <laughs> right, sure. Like Dr. Dre's in my basement, idiot. <laughs> yeah. You know? Right, Marshall, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And that kind of speaks to like my own sensitivity with guilt. Yeah. I wanted to ask you, I think one of the biggest causes of guilt for both of us is letting people down. Yeah. But for me, I've discussed this today with my manager and my therapist. I let that cripple me. I will bend over backwards and sacrifice my own well-being to make someone else happy if they want something from me because I feel so guilty saying no. Yeah, and it's not altruistic, right? Like, it's, I, I do the same thing, and it's not coming from a place of, oh, I'm just such a strong guy and a good personality, yeah, yeah gotta be self-sacrificing it's more like well if i don't do this thing for this person i'm just gonna feel so bad about yes, it yes that's <laughs> yesterday someone asked me to do something at, at work i like moved my schedule around to try and leave early and then at the end of the day something came up and somebody needed me and even though i was trying to take care of myself i had worked a really long day the day before i was trying to work a short day yesterday i moved my entire schedule up in the day so that i could get out 
early and like yeah decompress because i was just really really having a hard time in my brain i'm like if i say no i'm going to feel guilty for the rest of the night and i'm not going to be able to enjoy my night and it isn't even rational it's not as if that guilt is trying to teach you something about the way you treat people or the way that you act it's a completely reasonable thing to say i worked hard i'm gonna go home it's just <laughs> it's too insidious it buries itself in your brain like, yeah, oh, yeah yeah but i i feel like i owe this person this thing and oh my gosh i think how does that manifest for you because i feel like i spend hours upon hours obsessing over things that didn't even register for other people yeah i would say as i get older and as i let people down more <laughs> just as you have to you know every time you're adding to the tally of number of times you've let people down um, I get more and more comfortable with the idea of framing myself as somebody that can fail, if that makes sense. Right. Like, uh, I think working has been a big part of that. I mean, this, I've been working uh, at our company for uh, about two and a half years now. Yeah. And prior to that, I'd never worked consistently in an office or any kind of organization. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I was, you know, fresh out of college. I think working in a traditional space is a really great crash course in all ends of the emotional spectrum. Right, Like, right. you get to succeed and engage with people at a level you never could before because there's so much collaboration happening and yeah, so much yeah. like aggressive work and, and, and candidness and all of that. And then the other side of the spectrum, you let people down more frequently and with greater intensity than really any other point in your life, or at right, least right. more often than any other point in your life. Um, so as a result, I, I felt like that's helped me grow. But the catalyst for me that usually generates guilt is usually when I not only have let somebody down or missed out on something, but when doing so actively taints their perception of me. Oh, yeah. Even if they're not actually doing that. Yeah, yeah. But if, for example, I think, I like I like to consider myself somebody that's like emotionally available, right? Or like uh, sincere, for example. These are things that I want to value as Jordan Cope. Yeah. I want Jordan Spicy Boy Cope to be those things. Right. And if I just can't make it to like a friend's birthday party for completely legitimate reasons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Suddenly I, I internalize that as I have not only let you down, but also I have twisted your interpretation of me yeah. and now forever you will always think of jordan cope as the emotionally inconsiderate person yeah that's the stuff that really sticks with me i feel that so much i think that often i'm split between my own self-care and the needs of others and it is really hard to do the calculus of like what do i do sure and yeah. it's harder than it should be i feel like it's harder for me than uh the average person for example for example one of our friends invited me to an event to which I agreed because I really want to spend more time hanging out with this person. And the day came up and I was in burnout. We're in burnout too, you know. Paradise lost. <laughs> Paradise lost. I was in, I'm in that midst, right? And so I knew with all the stuff that I have this week, I couldn't do it. Yeah. And so I was in the morning came to terms with the fact that I was probably going to have to like bail. And that was like, I texted multiple people to get opinions. <laughs> And I finally did it. But when I talked to my therapist, they're like, it's okay to do that. Like, I texted one of my friends. I texked Maiko. <laughs> I, Be I behind the curtain. <laughs> I, I texted Maiko and I was like, is it okay if I like bail on this thing? And they're like, dude, it's okay to take care of yourself. <laughs> and I was like, fuck. But what will they think of me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I even, I think this is what happens to me. And I'm curious to get your opinion. When I feel guilty, I need to ask someone else's opinion. The other day, I'll say this on the pod. I, um, like my last YouTube video did decently well. And I am now not, no longer getting kicked out of the YouTube partner program. So basically it used to be in order to be in the YouTube partner program, you only needed 10,000 views. 
on your channel. Mm -hmm. And so I qualified for that. But then they changed it to get rid of like bots and stuff and spammers. They changed it to be 1,000 subscribers, which I have at least, and uh, 4,000 hours of watch time on your channel. Now, at the time that they made this change, I only had 2,000 hours of watch time on my channel. And I really wanted to not get kicked out of the partner program. They gave me a month. And so I happened to get to the 4,000 hours of watch time, right? I was so happy about this that I tweeted, oh my gosh, I'm so excited due to like the success of this recent video, we are gonna get to stay in the partner program, like trying to thank everybody and also just like communicate my excitement. Yeah. And immediately after I posted it, I was like, is this bragging? Am I bragging? (laughs) I texted Jordan, I texted Heather, who's also a fan of the boys i was like hey is this too much is this a reasonable way to be can i say this thing that is true am i allowed to be this way like i don't know and then i ultimately like had a panic attack and just deleted the tweet even though it was probably innocuous completely reasonable paul posted a youtube video that got six million views of him with a goddamn dead body he he might have forgotten by now he might have forgot he might not know he did that he, he literally tased dead animals <laughs> or and he threw pokeballs at Japanese people. And I can't tweet that I'm excited about <laughs> the thing that's completely valid to be excited about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah. I feel like the, uh, the reasoning behind why guilt can so often manifest in ways that feel like stupid, irrational like that, and especially when it's related to what we were talking about with, okay, I view myself as this way. If I do this thing, people won't view me that way. I right. view myself as humble and self-aware. If I post this thing, will it seem like bragging? That kind of exactly, psychology, exactly. I think is so often the result of those traits not being internalized. Right. Like oh, absolutely. Me wanting to be the kind of person that is emotionally sincere comes from a place or, or like reliable comes from a place of not having felt like that in the past yeah of like having friendships or relationships or dynamics where i felt like i've let people down in that way right and now i require that external validation yeah if i don't turn up to a party and as a result somebody says like man jordan never wears good hats they're like fuck you i wear great hats i know exactly how my hat game is on point i feel very comfortable with that or like my ability to care about people right there's very little that i could do that would make me question that yeah because i believe it fundamentally yeah whereas i think i have some skepticism around whether or not i am like emotionally sincere enough yeah skepticism around whether or not i'm like a caring enough friend so despite you know uh I could go to 10 parties and yeah. be incredibly friendly and open with 10 people. That 11th person that I let down, that one negative YouTube comments amongst the thousands of good ones, yeah. is going to bug me so much more so than it really should. Yeah. Like, for example, when I was in elementary school, someone told me that I bragged a lot. And so, like, now I'm, like, extra hypersensitive. That's fucking locked in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Children, be careful. I know. No, no, no. I'm, like, so, uh, like, hypersensitive to it. But I think that you're absolutely correct. I am far too externally validated. I think I place too much. I place too much of my own evaluation of myself in others so am i good at x well it depends on if other people validate me as so right there's not a lot that i hold close to me as being true and that is a problem like i think that i in a a lot of us who are like insecure in, in that way could stand to be more sure of themselves and be more confident that you are like a good enough friend or you are compassionate enough because you have you have tons of evidence to support that statement but that's external you also know that you're putting your best foot forward sure. 
And uh, sometimes that has to be enough. Yeah. And, and I mean, that psychology and what is clearly kind of a, an issue for us comes from a logical place. Like, you do want to receive some degree of external validation or else you do turn into a Logan Paul, right? Right. Like, if you just believe everything you do is perfect, everything you turn touch uh, turns to gold, then you're never going to readdress things that you could be fucking up. Yeah. If it wasn't for significant backlash, the video would have never gone down. You know right, what I mean? Right, right, Because at no point does Logan Paul have a, uh, developed enough moral compass to be able to go like, that seems like a fucked up thing that I did. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous that his threshold is that high. <laughs> his threshold is doing the thing and then seeing if people really freak out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he is, I think, the problem with echo chambers, and I don't want to make this about Logan Paul. I want to make this about anyone who has an insular community that is essentially echoing the opinions of the group over yeah, and over and over again. Borderline bulletproof. Yeah, because you will never, you have enough evidence inside the echo chamber yeah. to support any action that you're trying to take, um, which is very dangerous because you can essentially do things unchecked. Mm. Um, and I'm willing to bet that there are, at some point in the near future, and I bet there are people that believe this right now, I probably do have friends that don't think I'm, like, emotionally sincere enough in some situations. Yeah. Friends that I haven't, like, developed that cadence with or figured out that, that vocabulary. Right, right, right. Uh, like, every friendship had its own dialogue and maybe I haven't found it there yet. Yeah, yeah. But at the same time, being aware of that and concerned about it is enough. Right. Like, utilizing guilt as a pragmatic tool to keep you self-aware is fine. But when it's something that stops you from being able to take steps forward, like, I don't want to put out, to use your example, this tweet. Yeah. Well, worst case scenario, you put out the tweet, you get some feedback back, and you've developed. There's no world where you put the tweet out and it's Logan Paul tier. I can't believe yeah, I made this terrible like, mistake. You're too considerate. There are people all the time who make mistakes and then apologize, and everyone's like, okay, cool. <laughs> yeah, good job. Like, let's move on with our lives. <laughs> yeah. So being too guilty is just a bad thing. It just like doesn't serve anyone and it cripples you, right? Yeah. To like separate out the parlance, guilt sits in this this area of uh, negativity and, and frustration, right? Like it's just this uh, self-feeding ball of negativity, whereas like candidness or self-criticism leans on the left. That's the positive zone. That's something that you can actually utilize to grow and feel better about yourself. Right, right. Um, I thought it's really interesting that you specifically cited an elementary school experience. Yeah. Because I imagine that is super common. We talked about bullies a couple episodes oh, ago. Totally, yeah. And I don't think we touched on that enough because that, the effect of having something criticized when you only really like can conceive of 50 things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I really don't know anything outside of this four mile uh, square radius. Yeah. And somebody just goes, did you know that there are dragons in that room? No way, really? Like, you're dumb enough to believe exactly. that. So you're definitely dumb enough to believe anything that somebody says about your personality traits. Or also, like, going back to what you said about having these beliefs about yourself that you don't, that you aren't so super confident in, but want to be true. Yeah. Right? Like, that's even when you have, you only know 50 things as a kid. When you're like, I'm red. And then somebody's <laughs> like, you're not red. You're a little pink. And you're like, no. <laughs> But I was, my entire world... Shifts to black and white is, with violin music. Exactly, exactly. In rain, <laughs> inexplicably. I thought I was red the whole time. I was, yeah, it's like your fundamental view of yourself is being challenged. And that is such an uncomfortable feeling that we try to avoid it at yeah. all costs. But that, that sponginess that you have as a child, I mean, it exists for a reason, right? You're trying right. to absorb as much information as possible that you can later synthesize and turn into a full human being. The weird thing about that is that it has this unhealthy flip side where because once you've synthesized that information, 
information, your brain goes, okay, that was childhood and I learned all the things I need to learn. Now I'm just Jordan. Right. That when uh, like a clear amount of evidence presents itself that you don't brag too much, like I can say that to you, yeah, and they can yeah. say that to you, You're, the fact that nobody's criticizing it about you for the last few years right. can prove that to you. But because you learned it as a child, that's the thing you believe and now you need evidence to, yeah. to reflect that burden. Whereas that makes like zero sense, right? That'd be yeah. like, uh, I still feel insecure about like sometimes my, my size. I'm a very tall, long person. Right. And sometimes uh, when I would like, lie down next to people when I was growing up or I would like uh, dance or really make any kind of major motion. I would bump into people a lot. It would happen (laughs) all the time. But the important thing is, is that I was like this big when I was like 15. Right. So I was disproportionately large and that was why it was a problem. Now you can go out dancing. There are people taller than me. There are people longer than me, but it's still something I worry about because it locked itself in there. It became an insidious little brain bug when my brain was ready to be bugged. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas, you know, it's just as rational to live my life being like, I'm the perfect size. And then somebody goes, you seem a little long and you're getting in the way. I go, Oh, I don't think so. Yeah. You, <laughs> no. You're like, let me add that average into my one million other experiences. Yeah. It doesn't register, but I think we have a tendency to overweight the negative ones. Oh, absolutely, yeah. And, and it warps our perception of ourselves. So don't do that. Hey, come on. Don't do it. Yeah. Logan, <laughs> keep it up. You're perfect. You figured it out, man. Yeah. I mean, like, whenever you're feeling guilty, ask yourself if you're being fair yourself yes and ask why you're feeling guilty about it yeah the tricky thing about guilt is that it feels i don't know if you feel the same way whenever i feel guilty it feels 100 valid in a way other feelings don't even sadness can sometimes feel a little misapplied right like i'm just crying i'm like oh god why am i here what's going on there's so many yeah. factors contributing to this am i being overly dramatic guilt has no ambiguity when i feel guilty i'm like yeah I suck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This was my fault. It's because you're able to pull a piece of evidence and you're not truly examining. There's probably a logical fallacy at play, but you're not because you have like an experience to point to. You're being like, oh, but this, therefore, <laughs> like my guilt feeling. Yeah. When really, if you look into it, it's like, oh, you're just like catastrophizing this instance. You're blowing this up out of proportion. Or you're, you know, trying to read someone else's mind where you can't actually do that. And so it's just as easy to pick the worst case scenario as the best case scenario when you don't know what someone else is thinking, right? Oh, they probably think this now. (laughs) Sure. You have no way of knowing that. You have no data. That's just the thing that would make you the most upset. Exactly. And you've chosen that. And now you're just like (laughs) sitting in sadness. But there's, there's dozens of things that I'm sure we don't do that with. We just recognize the areas we do it with, right? Like if I don't hang out with a friend of mine, if we don't hang out for like let's say two weeks i'm not going to suddenly start assuming i think jarvis thinks i don't shower enough right no i'm going to assume some other thing that i might be actually insecure about yeah yeah, yeah. um totally before we wrap up uh i have homework for the fam of the boys yes but it's homework that i would like us to both do as well okay my question to the fam of the boys uh slash the emotional perverts as right. i've coined them <laughs> that i'm gonna fight for <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm fam of the boys, Jordan's Jordan, emotional pervert. If you're... You choose... Choose you your choose side. your side. Choose your side this summer. My question to the gang is, what is something that you feel guilty about right now? Now, that can be as tangible as you want it to be. It can be like a literal example of something you've done, or it can be like a more abstract feeling of, uh, I'm not satisfied with the way my relationships are going. But I want you to hit us up. DM, Facebook, blah, 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 get on Pen Pals with a Z. Feel free to do the homework. Not a part of Pen Pals, but if you want to be a part of Pen Pals, let us know. Yeah, that would be great. All right, Jordan. I think that's the end of the show. (gasps) 
I've got such a good idea. Oh, what? We should do our catchphrase that we end every episode with. Oh, that is a good idea. We could use that to end the episode. That's brilliant. Okay. I like Spicy Boy. (laughs) Spicy Boy's got a bunch of fun ideas. All right, well, Spicy. All right, well, this is Spicy Boy's last episode. This positive fun energy is going to be leaving permanently. (laughs) Uh, Well, it was fun while it lasted. It was. Jordan will be back next week. Please don't listen. (laughs) We love you. And we are sorry. Boom, 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 boom.